Hello and welcome to this week's podcast. This is Justin Benson and yes, this is week 14, week 14, one more week to go of these podcast readings and responses. Um, Today I will be responding to Miss Phaedra Pizzullo's uh, text entitled Resisting National Breast Cancer Awareness Month, the Rhetoric of Counterpublics and Their Cultural Performances. Uh, This text opens up to give some metrics and history about uh, women that suffer from breast cancer. Um, And um, this text also uh, goes into delve into the politics that influence uh, breast cancer research, um, awareness, and uh, advertisement to increase awareness and research. So um, one of the first things that I wanted to talk about... um, including uh, maybe the politics and understanding of that uh, disease and how it affects people is one of the images that um, were described to be shown um, at one of these, or the parade. Um, So there was a parade that um, its experience was documented in this text. um, And one of the things that uh, were seen at this parade is an image of a pink ribbon, um, the breast cancer ribbon of course um but it was tied up to be a noose um and I just wanted to talk about not the uh you know the meaning of the image I I feel like that we maybe get that and how it's implying that uh breast cancer uh deaths can be prevented and it's intentional and it's visible and it's kind of like nobody cares because people are desensitized to it when you think about the people who um kind of died on noose and the historical historical uh implications that that offers uh but i want to talk about how that image um is of course um like i just explained more palatable to some people rather than um you know you turn on the news and you hear all this jargon and stuff that's being included um that's being talked about with breast cancer and um pharmaceutical companies that uh influence and that have uh control over the research and awareness but it's it's super easy for people to tune out of because again language jargon everything else kind of goes over people's head um when you are uh when you don't have something as uh visually powerful as this so um this is definitely a visual rhetoric that is uh being offered to the public um to be judged and interpreted by the public sphere and i do feel like this example um is a good example of how um you know this is an easy or i won't say easy it's uh arguably easier to understand and up the alley of you know uh like political cartoons things that are up to other people's interpretation. So I thought that that was interesting and um, a good tactic um, to increase awareness um, because it's simple. It reaches a more mass of people. Um, Next thing, I wanted to talk about uh, how feminism of women and their right and their fight to healthcare and agency over their own bodies is often blindsided by capitalism, which is directly linked to patriarchy and the power of the man and superiority excuse me in the institutionalized power and superiority of the man over women's health care and i just think that that's what's more indicative of <laughs> today's society and how we live rather than uh 
medicinal and, uh, you know, healthcare advertisements and marketing tactics being policed and judged by corporations, um, just kind of for money. They bring up this, uh, about how people, uh, lick their Yoplait lids and kind of send them in, but like the cost of the stamp is more than the donation. But, um, at the end of the day, it kind of, um, helps or swells uh these corporations bottom line uh but does kind of little to nothing comparably for the actual research um that's kind of being advertised to the public when you do things like that um so i thought that that was uh interesting as well as um the um instance that was described at the parade where um this lady hopped out the truck um and kind of pulled her shirt up to show the scars from her mastectomy um but it was like the police couldn't really do anything because it it's not indecent exposure because she didn't have any breasts and i thought that that was touching on a little bit of kind of like martyrism um if you kind of think about it in a way um of course she didn't do that on purpose she didn't uh contract that uh disease on purpose but um I do feel like it's uh very radical of someone to do that um even if uh their implications of doing so were more inherent um it just really goes to show how um laws are uh, not made in women's favor. They're not made to protect women um, because men obviously uh, don't have uh, or, yeah, don't have breasts that are sexualized by the public and society. So they can't be jailed for that, but women can. So I feel like um, even um, just in reclaiming, you know, your body as a woman and um, talking about something that's... uh, just kind of uh, it's not so much taboo uh anymore um when i was in middle school there was a big uh movement i believe it was also by uh susan g coleman but um they had these like little rubber bracelets that said uh save the boobies or something like that and people kind of wore them as fashion but it of course desensitized people to um and desexualized women's breasts so that um the topic at hand, the real uh, bottom line issue of this movement could be discovered and talked about. So um, there are things like that that I feel um, are definitely important uh, to women's uh, suffrage and their movement to become um, a part of society and desexualized and um, not be tossed and... uh, you know, subjected for profit.